Hi guys, welcome to another episode of African Travel Now with Trevor. I am uh, at one of the fancy restaurants in Bulawayo. Uh, you guys need to come here uh, and uh, double date and do nice things for couples. Like also apparently, it's the nice spot to uh, pick up <coughs> your woman. Uh, so come through. Uh, but also, firstly, uh, sponsor the podcast, uh, share the podcast with friends and family, uh, subscribe, sponsor. The biggest word is sponsor, so sponsor the podcast. Uh, today, I am joined by Kao Joshua Nude, uh, comedian, celebrity chef, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'll ask him to introduce himself and what he does. Hey, what's up? Uh, thank you for coming and thank you for fancying our fancy. Um, so I'm Carl Joshua Ngube, uh, currently business development manager at Kankasa restaurant in Bulawayo. Um, you know, my background is comedy and, and food entertainment, but basically anything creative. Um, so uh, I'm back in my hometown in Bulawayo trying to see how to create a little tourist corner uh, from where we are, which is at 11th and George Sedundika. So we want to create a, a buzz. Um, the reason why we're running a Brazilian steakhouse is because Brazil and Bulawayo are exactly the same. The Brazilians love their soccer. They cook meat on an open fire. They're just a colorful culture. Uh, they're very strong within their roots. Uh, they have beautiful women. And that just sounds like Bulawayo to me. Uh, and they enjoy their drink. So, uh, yeah, so that's just basically me in a nutshell and the phase that I'm currently in or season that I'm in at the moment. And uh, how has COVID uh, changed the way that you work? Uh, it's it certainly uh, made us become well from from my perspective a lot more mindful of a lot of things mindful of uh, the impact that I and my businesses and the people that I work with their impact on the environment it just took a moment to just step back and say why haven't I been growing my own food why have I been going to the supermarkets and getting stuff that's packaged in plastic. Where does this plastic go? There's a lot of things in terms of service delivery that changed that made you aware of how much junk we were producing. It also kind of refined the processes of what we did. Like just my wife and I, my wife is a hotelier, you know, I, you know, been doing restaurants uh, for some time now. And bringing people into our space um, in the rural, because we moved to the rural area, so bringing people into our space uh, small numbers of people having to be mindful of sanitation and those kind of issues, food preparation, uh, social distancing. That has literally really changed our business model. It hasn't stopped the business, but it's shifted definitely the business model and how we think about about things. So um, uh, for, for me, I've been kind of happy that this pandemic has happened because moving forward, I am a, I'm a lot more mindful. You know, as a public personality, I was just always around people, always just mingling and interacting in ways that were not even healthy anyway. Um, so <laughs> it's shifted that thought process. And in, in turn, it's just shifted our business. Yeah, and for businesses, for tourism businesses in Bulawayo, um, and like you building this uh, tourism corner in the city, uh, what uh, opportunities do you see in terms of like culinary tourism, but also in terms of like collaborating and uh, building destination Bulawayo as somewhere that uh, people would want to come and uh, check out and visit? Yeah, so largely uh, experiences in tourism, particularly in Zimbabwe, were very insular. They were very venue specific. Like you, you go to a gallery, you go to you're, you're inside something, you're in a plane, you're in a and 
what I love about COVID is it's forcing us to think outside. So the restaurant is the box, but we are now thinking outside the restaurant. We're not, we're not looking, we're talking about eating outside because this, this is something that is very natural to us. We don't, we don't go indoors to, to eat. This was not our thing. We used to sit outside by a fire. There's a lot of sanitation that happens in that process. The smoke, the fire, the fresh air. These things have not been used enough, you know. We, we have not explored cooking in Matopos that, that, that often, you know. Just that tradition of cooking on a rock outside on top of this, you know, huge uh, structure, at, you know, on the top of the world, that kind of thing. We've, yeah. we've now just traded that for the insular thing, the takeaway of the eating indoors, of the eating in the restaurant, of eating in the office, of eating in the, in the rooms. We, we no longer eat outside. We don't put a table outside and bring people to, to their weddings. They're now inside tents. They're not outdoors. And so um, there's a great opportunity to get back to our roots. I think that's the, the main thing. It's like how quickly are we going to realize that so that we get to, to that particular space. And uh, what is the one thing that COVID has taught you? Oh, wow. Um, COVID has just taught me, I, I think, to think differently. You know, it's a it's a brick wall. <laughs> it's really been a brick wall for everything. So, your your first thought process is to complain about COVID, but your second thought process should really be to think about how do we do this differently. This is our new. I, I hate to use the word new normal, but the, we, that's what COVID has taught me. It's not business as usual. Everything has changed, but we've had events that have changed us that much anyway, uh, for for the longest time. You know. And um, I think that my other question is for people that are interested uh, to coming and having a meal here, mm. uh, why should they come? Okay, um, so I think people should come for an education. Uh, they should come for an education from the simple premise that in the, in the world, especially around the world, we are very different, but we're actually also very similar. And it's that humanity that uh, we want to teach them. The humanity of the the difference between what happens in Rio de Janeiro, for example, and what happens in Bulawayo, and you will see that we're not very, we're not very different. You know, uh, it, 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 it's quite actually amazing. Like I, I like to cook in Shogo, uh like a, the pork head, and I put lots of beans in it, and I, you know, lots of herbs and spices, and I cook it down. And it breaks apart in there, and they just eat it as the one meal, right? Uh, in a lot of ways, people would call that maybe mtakura, or um, I can't remember what we'd call it in Isindevele, but you know that, uh, you know, when we meet, mix samp and beans and all of those things. No, it's not good. Yeah, but we, now mixing it with, uh, like, in Shogo and cooking it down, and then you go to Brazil and you hear there's a feijoada, which is a sim- similar thing, or that you hear that they've got a drink that's called cachaça, and Tina, we've got a cachaça. <laughs> So we're not, we're not very different. We're not very different from a football perspective. Most of their footballers play on their dusty streets, barefoot, and then they become $100 million, you know, uh, for superstars around the world. And in, in Bulawayo, we have produced probably the best talent from a football perspective. On an, if, we, if we look uh, per player, we have produced in Bulawayo the best players. Islanders itself. Yeah, it's produced the best players. You won't have a national team without a Highlanders player. And so, for me, when you come here, that's the very heritage we want to show. We want to show that 
food culture moves. It's not static. Uh, nothing is static. We, uh, the planet we're on is spinning and rotating and it's doing things. So we're constantly on the move. Bulawa is not in the same place. And that's what I want people to know. You can come here today, but physically, our place in the universe changes every day you're here. So you're, you're, everything is different. And so we want to celebrate that by showing you how we can enjoy a cuisine that looks like it's foreign, but ingest it and feel just how local it, it actually is. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, can you just share like maybe uh, a bit about uh, Ekaya, the platform, uh, how people can um, book no more and support. Yeah, so so it kind of falls into a weird place because we are a um, we're a rural development think tank. So think of this as an advertising agency situated in the rural areas, simply there to expose assets that can be, uh, you know, that, that you can grow, that you can scale. Uh, and also uh, assets that can also preserve sort of culture. There's something that um, we were having a discussion earlier where you, you intimated that, you know, you're looking at the rural space and also, you know, how people can commercially sort of, uh, you know, get, get land and, and so on to develop. Whereas the study we're doing is that there is, there is a very big importance in land in rural being acquired from a communal perspective and not commercial. reason why I say this, David Livingstone came to a communal place. He, 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 he lived with the people. They, they took him as one of his own. They then shared with him the gift of the, the Victoria Falls. He then goes to explain the potential and beauty of this place from a tourism perspective to the Queen. Therefore naming it Victoria Falls. Therefore they came commercially and now the locals can't get access. So it's very important for me to, to strike a balance between what we call commercial versus what, we, what, what is communal. And can communal operate in the same strength even better than commercializing something where something is owned by a community and the rules of the community apply the same way that corporate law applies. Communal law must also be looked at in the same way. So when you establish a company, you have to have a constitution, you have to have a, the board of directors, all the structures. The, the communal must have also the same structures in such a way that we can choose in an area to say, this is com commercial, this is communal. And if you're a company operating in a communal space, these are the communal regulations that apply to your business being, being there, which means you don't own the land, which means you're not given title, which means you are by the approval of the people and you are by the approval of processes that are traditional. But those things can be made to look corporate as well. And, and so that's what our job is, is to analyze the... Uh, we, we often say this in our company that there is, a there is a cost and there's repercussions and implications to good ideas. So good ideas can change people completely, but they can also change the lifestyle of people. There's some things we don't change in our culture simply because we, it, it erodes something, a fabric uh, of us. It, it might be, it's the reason why sometimes we might keep uh, the, the beards we keep. Because while it may not be appropriate for us to have them anymore, but there's something that we feel might erode us if we got rid of it.
you know. And so the, those are the, the kind of things that, that we're talking about. A, a typical example, besides the beards, because I might be seen as sexist, is something as simple as spectacles. It doesn't matter what advancements they make in, in, in eye care. They can give us contact lenses. But there's just nothing more beautiful than wearing specs and choosing frames and looking a different way. It's become part and parcel of who we are. So it doesn't matter what you do. You're never going to change people wearing specs. They, they're just going to wear specs because, yeah. And laser is very expensive. So. Right. <laughs> At the moment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So my last question would be like for people that um, how can people support Ada, uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And, uh, the restaurant here oh. uh, social media websites right um, etc. okay so uh, firstly uh, from an Ekai perspective we uh, we have an acronym bids right so you can um, you can build an Ikaya uh, which is to follow what we're talking about the principles of rural architecture trying to uh, trying to mimic your area we, we are not looking at people bringing the city into the rural area. So I want you to build in a, in a, in a, sustainable. a sustainable way, but and also in a pre- preservative way, preserving our, our culture. Because every house that's built, if you look along the main, the main roads, the houses on either side of the roads are representing our country. They don't realize, but they're actually representing. Because imagine foreigners came and all they saw were high rises. It, it changes how they, they look at Africa. There's the investing. We definitely do, uh, uh, we, we are about to start a round uh, of investment for our actual app, which is curating rural ex- experiences and onboarding um, people with rural homesteads and training them in the franchise of how to look, up, look after guests. Uh, we're looking at donations, so we have a number of initiatives again where we look at people wanting to, to, uh, to donate to certain causes. And when we say causes, we're talking about sustainable projects like we identify, say, a, a restaurant at a growth point and we say this is how it can be scaled into a franchise and then invite people to be able to scale that, that particular business or they can stay. So what we're trying to uh, get them to do is to stay in rural. Uh, is to whether it's your rural areas or someone else's rural areas, but to look at that as a form of tourism. Don't travel just because someone has died. I think there's there's better reasons oh, yeah. to travel to the rural areas than when there's death, and and I think we need to shift that. Although we are, it sounds bad, but we we will use we we are using COVID to try and to stamp that across because people have experienced a lot of death and. Um, but in that, what we're saying is that your, your stay there doesn't have to be uncomfortable as well. You don't, it's, not a, it's not a thing to say because you've experienced loss. The best way to, uh, to be able to deal with it a lot better is to make yourself more comfortable within the rural space. So we have sort of recommendations in terms of glamping and how you can sort of make that experience better for you. What kind of equipment you should be investing in uh, just to make that experience for yourself better so you can stay a month later, come back for a memorial. These are the kind of things that Zimbabweans are traveling to the rural areas for. Take your friends to a memorial so that they can experience a bit of African culture. Death is not a bad thing. It's a celebration of, of life. And so we want, we want people to understand that. So how can they reach us? I think um, the issue is just to follow the, the hashtags with uh, Ikaya. We do have a page on Facebook, which is Ikaya. Um, we have a YouTube uh, channel, uh, which is Ikaya, uh, Tourism Ikaya, actually. Uh, tourism spelled T T O U R I Z I M. So again, we're trying to put the word Zimbabwe back into 
into tourism to encourage that. It's our word now. So we, uh, not, um, not ours as a company, but I'm saying ours as a country, that we can actually, when we're talking tourism, we spell it that way so that people are constantly aware uh, that our country is a place uh, worth uh, traveling to. Yeah, and so guys, uh, it's Ekaya without the H. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, so to explain that, <laughs> to explain that, so I get a lot of backlash on this. Um, we did not put the H in Ekaya because uh, language, especially in Devele or Shona, is a construct in which I don't believe in because it was written in English. So our language is an approximation of sounds created by another, another person. So when we, when we debate over how something is spelled correctly or incorrectly, it's already incorrect to start off with. Uh, to, to, to say that the letter Q, that that's the sound. Because that's the sound, but that's not the spelling. The spelling was created by someone who was approximating. I, I'll give an example of why we... Um, so our logo features an E facing the wrong way, and then there's a K and there's no H. What it was basically doing was to say that we, we need to reshift our language on our culture. And, um, you know, for us, you know, there's certain things in our language in, in itself that are not explained. And so I want the opportunity to always sit and have this discussion with someone. So let's have a rethink. Think about brand names around the world. Why should I... Why should I be criticized for taking an H out of a letter when there's companies like Google and, and Facebook or Meta or whatever it is that either abbreviate, approximate or shorten or, you know, um, Tumblr, you know, th those kind of things. Like, you know, from a, from a tech company perspective, we are literally just saying that we're taking a little bit of culture out and we're putting a little bit of tech back in. And, and that it's a new thing. Ekaya does not mean place of origin for us it actually means a journey for us it means uh, a change for us it means a connection for us it doesn't mean a house it doesn't mean a rural area it doesn't mean tradition it actually means a progression of a of a nation and so we needed to change the word itself so that it can be defined and can mean something completely different but coming from an origin of something uh, that that is familiar to us Last, last question. Yes. Uh, for tourism businesses that are interested in collaborating with you, yeah. uh, what opportunity uh, like uh, you did mention uh, around franchising, mm. etc. But like, what are quick, easy uh, collaborations that uh, guys can strike you up and say like? I'm in so, so from perspective, we are looking at how can restaurants start to infuse local into their dishes, how they can, that can, because what it does is it changes even how you order. A lot of these foreign dishes that we're putting onto our menus, we are being strangled uh, by the supply chain because we, can, we cannot fulfill the, the orders. We want people to, uh, to introduce more local, but in a, not, not, not in a poor way in a way that really can enhance the business and inc increase your, 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 your potential. We want people to come and literally ask us how they can supersize their businesses using local sustainable uh, methods, you know, what we call a path to money, where we, we basically are giving you a path of how your business can be more sustainable, more, uh, more mindful, because we are in this great opportunity where resources are plenty for us to agree. You know, sunlight is there in abundance. We've got wind energy. We've got hydro. We, there's so many things that don't involve us 
looking into other like importing uh, uh, liquid petroleum gas for example whereas we can really harness the power of biogas I mean we've set up so many pit latrines and so many farmers that are out there that I just wonder why we're not actually harnessing and taking up all of this uh, energy you know toilets are being they use bled toilets and then they're just destroyed and yet all of this time there's just been no harvesting of, of biogas for heating for any purposes for rearing chickens and so many different things we can, we can do so we really want to collaborate in spaces we really want to share ideas we really want to, sh- to license out IP um, we just want people to know that we're there doing the thinking for you you just need to come to us and then we can give you turnkey solutions that can supercharge any business within the context of uh, uh, tourism and any lateral sort of integrations that, that, that apply to it. We're just there looking at what's the technology here, who's doing what, and just connecting the right people. And somewhere in there creating opportunities for us to make money. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Guys, uh, subscribe, follow, share the podcast with family, friends, uh, sponsor as well, LinkedIn bio and uh, connect with Carl, come through George Silundiga and 11th Avenue in Bulawayo, uh, really top spot again uh, for the girlies, you'll find men here, have, um, <laughs> here. for the girlies, uh, there are boys here, for the boys, there are boys here, for the girls, there are girls, <laughs> girls here, yeah. whatever your preference, yeah. uh, but uh, importantly, come and support uh, black businesses, come and support local businesses, come and explore what is possible in Bulawayo and literally have a good time uh, till the next episode. Uh, Bye.